Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So glad to have you with us here on this Friday. Uh, JC and I live on YouTube. Woohoo! Yay! Sorry so, about the black screen there for, <laughs> for, for a, a second moment. or two. Did they hear me even though they didn't see yeah, anything? Yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> well, you should see this, guys. You guys have been so wonderful in supporting us. We've actually got this whole studio thing working out and, and all this equipment. We've got two monitors. You can't even have like a monitor here and a monitor there and, and all this complex equipment, you know? It's just crazy. I don't even know how we keep up anymore. I don't even... It's distracting to me, JC. I, I find the whole thing very, very distracting. All right. Back to the show. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. And I just, oh, there are so many current events going on that deal with the Constitution. It's just, man, it's really hard to sort of pick and choose where to go. And you're constantly drawn to all this drama in Washington, D.C. And I have this, this app on my phone called, uh, I don't know what it's called, Flip Something. And what it does is it gives me a rundown of headlines based on various topics. And I don't know how I feel about this. I kind of have this happiness inside, but it's mixed sort of with an unhappiness. Because as I'm scrolling through today, every other headline, every other format has some kind of article on the Founding Fathers. Mm, wow. Right? So, uh... It's more of that propaganda to... I don't know, like, man. It's just everywhere. The uh, James Madison. Uh, he, here we have James Madison and a limited government. Here we have uh, what the founders thought about presidential power. What the founders thought about uh, impeachment. You know, I mean, all this stuff, all of a sudden, now everybody has these articles on, on the founding fathers when... My goodness, it was like six months ago, mentioning the Founding Fathers was like taboo. You're a racist for even bringing up their names. Right. And now all of a sudden, because Nancy Pelosi's talking about the Founding Fathers, because the three hacks were talking about the Founding Fathers, because they find it absolutely convenient now to talk about the Founding Fathers, yeah. it's all well, over everywhere. Right, so that's the coordinated media effort. So because... Uh, because all of those you mentioned are quoting, trying to reference the founders and yes. use them as, or their words, or distortion of their words as their justification. Just as you said, they're normally criticizing. So all, all of their uh, constituents, that's not credible. That's not a credible right. source for them. So now you have to shift that. So the media comes behind them and is basically transmitting to their constituents, this is why it's now credible to quote the founders. And well, I mean, so it's thing. coordinated propaganda effort. But how confusing is that for people? People who, who are naturally confused? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I mean, they're confused anyway. My how much more confused can they get? How confusing could that should that be to should that be good the word. people who have bought into this racist, misogynistic uh, byline that's been fed to us for so long? And I mean. Having look, JC, I was a socialist. I was a hardcore socialist. I did the whole socialist thing, and 
so I understand what it feels like to be passionately involved in this kind of ideology, right? right? And so to have the people that, like the professors, how do the professors deal with this in the classrooms after they've been talking all this time about the founders and the, the slavery and the misogyny and, and how we need to, I mean, you've got high school kids uh, petitioning and protesting to get Alexander Ham or to get James Madison pulled off of their high schools. And then you have what would be namely the hero of their party, Nancy Pelosi, standing up there and talking about what geniuses they were, right? And so it, it, it leaves me, it leaves me conflicted because I would like to believe that this kind of thing would bring people to Liberty First University, it would bring open this discussion about the founding fathers and that sort of thing, but then at the same time, I realize the audience of people that we're talking about here. Yep. We're talking about people that are only going to get their information from people like Nancy Pelosi, from NS- MSNBC, from from CNN, and they're n- are they actually going to take the time to to look into these things now? I mean, uh, that's that's why I have mixed feelings. Every time the founders become a topic of discussion, I have to believe because I have this this eternally springing hope within me that this will open the doors for new audiences, that people will be like, hey, what's this Liberty First University? What's this Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal? What's this YouTube channel where they talk about the founders and we talk about these perspectives? What is it, and and how can I learn more about this? Right. So they, it could it could inadvertently serve a, a good purpose. That's my point. Right. So I got I, I I followed one of the articles on one of my things. This founding fathers. This is on Pacific Legal Foundation. Right. The founding fathers of our limited government, James Madison, and the fight for separation of powers. And what's what's interesting about this this article on Pacific Legal. Mm-hmm is it is relatively accurate. Right. But once again, it engages in that agenda-driven kind of um, cherry-picking, right? And I know that you're writing an article and you have to have it, you know, 500 words or less and you can't have people's eyes glaze over and you can't have uh, this, this idea that you get too deep and lose people. I mean, we deal with that challenge when we write articles as well. But the idea that it becomes, everything becomes about the person. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's now, oh, there's one. Um, you pulled up one, Thomas Jefferson and, and, and Freedom of Speech. But this article on James Madison and the fight for separation of powers they start talking about that, but then it goes into the history of James Madison. It becomes all about James Madison and not necessarily about that. And I have to wonder, JC, is it because if you get too deep, right, if you stray away from the personality issues of this and you actually get into the politics of it, now it really opens uncomfortable doors. Yeah. Doors where Madison says that the general welfare clause 
is not a general powers clause. Mm -hmm. The whole speech in 1792 about how the government's got no business engaging in charity. You know, and that uh, the, the um, oh my goodness, this amazing quote. Let me pull it up. Go ahead and pull up chrisannhall.com, JC. All right. And then when you pull up chrisannhall.com, uh, get the general welfare article so that we can, I can show people, see, these are the kind of things that we need to talk about with the founding fathers. And it's, it's kind of frustrating when these people who are going to be the general go-to for the public, right? Not only that, I know that the Fox people know about me, right? I know. I mean, I've been on Fox and I like, but they draw their, their experts from these huge, um, these, these huge think tanks, right? And so... Which may or may not be a good representation. Which, which generally are not a good representation. Uh-huh. So... There's an article called General Welfare Clause, Madison's Warning, It's Not About Money. And in this article, I talk about uh, Madison's 1792 speech before the House of Representatives. Because they're debating on whether they should uh, um, subsidize the codfish industry. Right. Now, for us today, that's something that would be like a no-brainer because we have farm subsidies, we have corporate subsidies, we have all these federal grants and federal subsidies. But James Madison makes this argument in 1792 that the federal government has no business subsidizing uh, industries. Mm-hmm. And he says here in his, he says in uh, uh in this argument before the House of Representatives. He says, I, sir, have always conceived. I believe those who proposed the Constitution conceived. And it is still more fully known and more material to observe that those who ratified the Constitution conceived, that it is not an indefinite government, but a limited government tied down to specific powers. So what Madison is arguing in, in the, his argument before the House of Representatives. Now, I want to tie this in because Nancy Pelosi, we heard her brag on Madison. Remember her, James Madison. <laughs> Somebody I said she to, might have TMJ. I don't know, bad, but it only... A, a, a bad... A bad Bad case of TMJ. Her bad case of TMJ gets worse when she says the founding father's names, right? James James Madison. Madison. So she went on bragging about James Madison. But here, James Madison... Maybe she's a reptile in a Nancy Pelosi suit. Oh. Does she blink this way? Like her reptile form, her face doesn't quite fit it very well. And it's worse when she says, James Madison. Madison. No, dude, 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 it wasn't even like that. She actually James, smiled. James, James I Madison. Do anyway. I can do it. I can do it. James Madison. So anyway, um, she's bragging on them being the experts. 
right. being the source that we should go to to understand how the Constitution works. Now, for me, this is like a kind of moment. This is right? the trap that Donald Trump has dragged them into. I, whatever. I'm Come not on, a, man. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> People, I mean, we kind of sometimes laugh at, oh, Trump just plays him like a fiddle and, and it's all laid out. Uh, and he does to a great extent. But, I mean, look look at this. I know. Here they are. Somehow Donald Trump has got Nancy Pelosi quoting the framers as the authoritative as the source yes. of the principles behind our republic and founding document. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> when on every other day, as you've rightly pointed out, they'd be trashing the founders. So good job, Mr. Trump. Absolutely brilliant. So. And shocking. Now, if, if only Donald Trump knew <laughs> what the founders said about the Constitution. Baby steps. That would be, right, baby right, baby steps, baby steps. We can't plow new fields overnight. So. But this is it. All right, so. Nancy Pelosi bragging on the founders. They know how the Constitution is supposed to work, so we need to follow the Constitution. She actually says that that expanding power beyond the grant of the Constitution is an impeachable offense, mm -hmm. right? So here's what James Madison says about the powers of Congress. All right, so again, this is an article on chrisannhall.com about the General Welfare Clause uh, you can apply this same analogy, by the way, JC, to the Commerce Clause, to the Necessary and Proper Clause, because Madison is telling us, like he says, that this is not an indefinite government, but a limited government tied down to specific powers. And what Madison is saying in this clause, he's saying, look, we gave, the Federal, we gave Congress a list, right? We gave Congress a list. And Hamilton says it again in Federalist 7 in 83. He says, look, if the creation of specified powers in a list would make the list absurd if we actually meant a general power to be implied, right? right. Which is exactly what Congress does. Well, the general welfare clause uh, means that we can generally do whatever we want, right? Or the necessary and proper clause means we can do whatever is necessary, and the Commerce Clause means we can do whatever is involved in commerce. By the way, the way we interpret commerce, right? Right. Not the way the founders interpret commerce. But Madison here and Hamilton earlier in Federalist State 3 are all telling us, look, no, there's a specific list. And to deviate from that list is absurd because we gave you a list. I mean, seriously, if I give you a grocery list and hand you the credit card and you come home with everything but what's on the grocery list, why in the heck did I even make you a grocery list? Yeah, which is which is what he says that you have highlighted in yeah. the argument. I think that's great, uh, you know, what you have bolded for. If it is, if its powers were to be general, an enumeration would be needless. Right. Why do we need to make a list if we intended that they could just take these clauses and, and say and stretch it to say, this implies that whatever whatever we can decide exactly that's that's what and we're that's after. and 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 I think that's the beauty of what this article does. It lays out very basic ABC one two three the limited nature of the federal of of congressional power because remember, regardless of how you look at the three branches of government, because there has been a misnomer for a very long time of 
that, that we have co-equal branches of government. Right. We do not have co-equal branches of government. Well, this is kind of ironic now that I say this out loud. We do not have co-equal branches in enumerations of power, right? Because if you look at the Constitution, Article 1, let me get my hands in here, is Article 1's like this big. This is the yeah. power delegated to Congress. Which, this is the power delegated right. to the president. Yep. This is the power delegated to the judiciary. Which, which is what Nancy Pelosi said, but not how she was implying it. Right, but what's, what's, what I think is ironic is... She was is, trying to tell the president, we're your boss. Right. We're, and we're more important than you. Right, but what's ironic... That's the co-equal part, which no, is no, a lie. No, 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 no. The co well, that's... No. The co-equal part comes from a quote from Thomas Jefferson where he was talking about the branches being co-equal in their authority to check and balance right. each other. Meaning each, each has the power of checking the yes. other through the yes. particular mechanisms exactly. that they were given. So when Donald Trump, you're seeing in the headlines now, when Donald Trump goes to the Supreme Court, to the federal courts and says, hey, I want you to tell Congress, to the, tell the House of Representatives, they cannot subpoena my records. Mm. That's the branch of, that's the co-equal branch. Somebody asked me today on social media, Chris Ann, how do you get rid of an executive order? Well, there are actually two answers to that question. Is the executive order legitimate or is it not legitimate? Is it constitutional or is it unconstitutional? Because if it's a constitutional executive order, the only way to get rid of it is when a new president comes in and sets it aside. Or the current president sets or it aside. Or the current, yeah, that's true. Or the current set president sets it aside. In other words, through the executive branch. Through the executive branch. If it is legitimate and constitutionally established, which very few are. If it is illegitimate, if it is unconstitutional, if the executive order is exercising a power that is not delegated, or this is this is I think this is the part we miss, JC. If an executive order exercises power outside the executive branch, because an executive order's power is like the CEO making demands on his corporation, which in this case would be the executive branch. So if an executive order reaches outside the executive branch, it is unconstitutional. So, because in fact, there is no enumerated power per se of executive no, order. There's no, no. such instrument no. cited in the constitution. No. This is just the executive uh, running his branch. That's exactly right. That's how it works. So, so people so, say, well, even George Washington issued executive orders. Yes, he did because executive orders were necessary to, to disseminate information, guidelines and procedures to the executive branch. So a prop, so a proper executive order, con what you say, constitutional executive order, is essentially like the chief executive, meaning mm -hmm. the the president of the executive branch, essentially sending out a memo and telling any officers or portion of his branch what to do and how to do it. Exactly. It's not him issuing laws on citizens or other branches of government or that right. sort of thing. So, for example, the current president, Donald Trump, issued an executive order. One of the first executive orders he issued was an executive order in preservation of uh, free, freedom of religion uh, and religious liberty rights of the American people. Now, he didn't create a law that expanded or diminished the religious liberty of the people. What he did was he sent this executive order as a memo to the executive agencies that says, as you apply the law. the law, as you impose your regulations, 
you must take into consideration the religious liberty aspect of this so that we do not trample on these rights. That would be a legitimate executive order. So he's not making new law. He's telling his right. the, the agents of the executive branch, this is the manner in which right. you will carry out your duties. So if it's an invalid, an unconstitutional executive order, there are actually many ways to override it. Number one, the, the uh, number one, the courts could come in and say, hey, you know, if somebody files a lawsuit or files our, our, our the legislature, just as Donald Trump did, the legislator sends a, a memorandum to the Supreme Court and says, hey, can you look this over, right? Uh, a a uh, resolution. So they would send a resolution to the court, say, hey, look this over. The court could say, no, 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 this is not, does not follow the Constitution. This is outside delegated authority or however they want to, whatever's wrong with it, right? Or Congress could withdraw funding for whatever it is that the president is trying to do through executive order. Right. Because remember, the House of Representatives uh, holds the power of the purse. Mm -hmm. So if this executive order needs funding or whatever, then the House of Representatives withdraws the funding from that and kills it. Another way an executive order could be overridden uh, comes, in the, comes to the same place from two different directions. One direction, the governors say, nope, sorry, that's not going to have any authority in my state. We're not going to allow that executive order to be imposed in our state. We're not going to authorize those executive agencies. We're not going to let those executive agencies exercise that authority here, and we're going to protect our people from that. Mm -hmm. The other direction that gets to the same point is the senators, because remember, the senators are the representatives of the states. The senators issue a resolution to the governors and say, we believe this is an unconstitutional executive order. We're advising you not to follow it or to allow it to be imposed. So there's many different ways or, or several different ways to override that kind of thing. And the overri overriding an unconstitutional executive order can happen at the state level, can happen at the county level, can happen at the municipal level. There are many levels that that can happen in. You just have to have the in, people in the sense you of, to do that. In the sense of whatever it's trying to carry into action uh, you basically stand in non-compliance non and essentially nullify non the effects Not only non-compliance, but that in, you remove in it from, from the congressional record. Right. Not that you right, right, officially right. do away with it, but what it intends to carry out is not going to happen because you're not complying. Right. On, on a governmental level. So your state, local officials, what you're talking about. So as on Nancy Pelosi is harping on this whole idea, I, I'm just so blind, I'm just so flabbergasted by this whole thing, about how the president is limited in his authority in uh, Article 2. She never mentions once that Article 2 does not delegate the power to the president to declare war. Why would she not mention that? Because Congress gave him that power. Hmm. Congress, through the Wars power, War Power Act, abdicated their authority delegated to them in Article 1 to the president. Why? So they could conveniently blame the president for everything that goes wrong. Right. So while she's harping on, well, the president can't do whatever it wants, we forget that Congress can't do whatever it wants either. And one of the things that Congress can't do is take power that's been delegated to it and transfer it to some other department. And she's by up can't, there you mean harping, not authorized. Not authorized, right. Yeah, you get my, get my little verbs there. But here's the thing. 
as she's talking about separation of powers. I wonder how far Nancy Pelosi wants us to dig into that separation of powers mine. Because if you're going to get into separation of powers, then you're going to have to, number one, realize presidents can't declare war. And number two, the president is not the commander-in-chief 24-7-365. The president is only commander-in-chief of the military when Congress files a formal declaration of war. Isn't that the purpose of the Patriot Act provisions and basically declaring war all over the globe, all the time, everywhere? Yeah. And so then you... Congress Congress had Congress a war on ideologies instead of geographies, but then Congress uncouples from that. Therefore, the people have no oversight, and then all these shadowy agencies and contractors, uh, as as an extension of the executive branch, can wage war wherever, whenever, and then the people really have no eyes on what's going on. I mean, the whole purpose of Congress being invested with the power uh, to declare war was to put it under the accountability of the people so right. that so that you bring the people into the process through their representatives exactly and, you know we our uh will in that sense can be exercised we have a course on the power of the president at liberty first university uh, dot com that actually shows you why the president was never vested with this as a matter of fact madison James Madison <laughs> says that history, Great Britain shows us and history proves that executives are prone to war, which is why he says thoughtfully our Constitution, excuse me, delegates that authority to the legislative branch. And so uh, this is why I want to have this, this sort of topical discussion today because people are interested all of a sudden in the founding fathers and what they had to say but i'm saying let's take what nancy says and let's dig i mean let's really really see that that the that the president doesn't have the authority to raise or lower taxes the budget is not a presidential thing yeah the budget is a house of representative thing and again, if you don't understand that, we have a whole course at libertyfirstuniversity.com about that. But easy enough, go to chrisannhall.com and get the uh, article called, um, I think it's called an, uh, Ending the Budget Debate or something like that. But all you have to do is go it to chrisannhall.com and go into the search engine. And maybe you can put that up there and show them how you do that. Go to the search engine and, and hit... Um, Search. Search. <laughs> I was like, Shoo. and then enter in the keyword there, uh, budget, and the articles and, and everything that we've done about the budget will come up. And so when you do that, you, you will budget. see, if you can spell budget, you can see exactly what we've done. Uh, that will, there's the power of the purse, uh, our uh, course at libertyfirstuniversity.com. Um, ending the budget blame game there, number eight, is what will uh, give you the article that I'm talking about. Because here's the thing. How many times have we seen Congress, how many times do Americans in general blame the president for uh, debt? Right. And for spending. Yeah. The president is not the blame for the, if, let me put it this way, because you like these exactness of words. If we're following the Constitution, 
the president has nothing to do with a budget, and he has nothing to do with debt. Well, think about, I mean, the argument about the wall. Can't he, he couldn't even get the money for the wall. Right. And then having to reallocate funds through the executive branch, right. uh, the Army in particular, to, to do that. So, I mean, that demonstrates when, when the Congress, particularly the House, when they want to be, mm -hmm. when they want to do their constitutional duty, they can control the budget. Because, I mean, right. look at that, how they fought President Trump in withholding funds, but yet any other day under any other president, and I've, I've stood and listened to you face-to-face -face with, with these congressmen in, in saying this, and they, I remember the one guy, I don't know if it was Wahlberg or whoever, and says, you, you just don't understand how it works. Yeah, that's how the, that's how the Constitution, that's, there's a difference between how it's supposed to work, Chris Ann, and how it really works. You, you just don't understand. But yet, when they wanted to stop President Trump, it's exactly what they did. And then they pretend like they can't control the budget any other time. They can't stop any other law that needs to be stopped through right. the budget. Utter nonsense. It's, it's an absolute circus. Oh, look, we have a Shame. troll on, on uh, YouTube there, JC. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Mr. Dirk Simang says that we, we, we speak horse poop. No, no, I think he's saying YouTube. Stop. Oh, sorry, Dirk, my bad. Yeah. No, it's, it's Maybe YouTube's YouTube messing jerking with us it, around jerking again? us around again. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I don't want to get off That's how I interpret that. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that, Dirk. I didn't mean to call you a troll. Wrong, wrongly. My bad. My bad. Apologize. Please forgive. And so here's the thing. When you understand how the budget's supposed to work, as David says here, it's very simple to understand that even the Senate does not have an authority to control the budget. When you actually read the Constitution and then read what the founders said about that, um, it's just it's just amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. See, Dirk says he's going to produce. I'm going to produce my own YouTube where free speech can be free. Yay! So thank you. Clear, his comment was directed at YouTube. Oh, okay, great, great, great. Thank you, thank you. Um, anyway, okay. So here's the thing. Remember Nancy Pelosi bragging on James Madison as the author of our Constitution. I can't remember the exact word she used, but it was something better than authors, like the yeah. the. Contract. I can't think of that word. Anyway, maybe and, I'll go transcribe it because I can't. I could not possibly keep listening to oh, her. Oh, but if you trans. No, I, mean, I, I can get like some kind of oh, software. Like text I should say speak. I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> I was like, I'll get some software. You're going to have to listen to the whole thing to do that. Yeah. So I want to. Here's what I want to. What I want to point out, and this is in the the general welfare article, right? Uh, remember, Madison says we have a limited government tied down to specific powers. He says, but in the general constitution, its powers are enumerated. It is not then fairly is it not then fairly deducible that it has no power but what is expressly given? Right. For if the powers to be were to be general, an enumeration would be needless. Okay. And he says, I contend that no such power is given. Now, here's the thing that we really need to understand, because remember, when you're in a courtroom and the opposing attorney brings up a subject, then what we it does what we call opens the door, right? right? So Nancy Pelosi has opened the door for this entire right. discussion. Now let's talk about it. So let, let's get it out there. And this is why I need 
the people who watch our show spread the word to spread this far and wide you have to be the mouthpieces here okay so remember james she, she started discussion here's, she here's started the truth it. we need to we need to speak truth and I, take back the narrative well, i was just thinking along those lines i love the fact that now from here forward you'll you'll be able to use her words yes. against her yes yes because <laughs> wait look, a minute you said this is where we're supposed to look. This is where we're so supposed to look. So here it is. This is what James Madison said. James Madison. And, and, you know, and it's important because not only that, she said, she said to expand power beyond the Constitution is an impeachable offense, trying to say that's what Donald Trump did, right? And so in this article, remember, Madison is telling the House of Representatives, I don't care what your excuse is. You cannot take public money because that's what taxes used to be thought as, private property taken for public use, public money, and give it to private entities. You mm -hmm. can't do that. Can meaning, can't meaning you're not authorized you're, by Can't the meaning you're not authorized. Gotcha. Okay? He says, uh, let's see. Let me find this. He says, for if the clause in question really authorizes... Right. Let me put this. He says, with respect to the words general welfare, I've always regarded them as a qualified by the detail of powers connected with them to take them in a literal and unlimited sense would to be would be a metamorphosis of the Constitution into a character which there is a host. Look at that. Which there is a host of proofs was not contemplated by its creators. Yeah. So if we're supposed to look at what the founders said. Madison is telling us there is an innumerable amount of evidence that tells us you don't have the power to do whatever you want to do, right? Okay, so then he goes on, and this is the part that I wanted to bring forward because this is the part that I believe really slaps our House of Representatives in the face in context of the authority that Nancy Pelosi is giving our founders, right? He says... For if the clause in question really authorizes Congress to do whatever they think fit, provided it be for the general welfare, of which they are the judge, right? Remember, that's yep. what they're trying to be the judiciary here. He says, for which they are the judge. Uh, and, and, and this is if, or he's right, saying, he's this saying is subjunctive. If, right, this is subjunctive. Because we actually run in, ran into moronic congressmen who, who claim this phrase saying, well, Madison says they're the ones who are the judge. No, yes. no, they're saying if we allow this and if we interpret this way, right. and they're the judges of whatever. Right. So, right. I mean, so that's another this problem. This is, what you did you call that? Illiterate, subjective? subjunctive. Subjunctive, right? Word. It's an if-then clause, right. right? Madison is using this. Okay, so this is something that Madison likes to do. Madison likes to talk in the extreme yeah. and say, if you go this far... When in reality, that's where we are, right? Madison says, if you go this far, which yeah, is yeah. absurd to yeah. us. He always sounds like a prophet when yeah. you read and see oh, well, what's and going this is, on. And this is what I'm getting at, right? Yeah. So using Nancy's author Nancy Pelosi's reliance on the authority of James, James yeah. Madison. So if the clause in question. If the clause in question really authorizes Congress to do whatever they think fit, provided it be for the general welfare, of which if you're doing this of which they are to be the judge and money can be applied to it congress then would have the power to create and support a judiciary establishment 
with a jurisdiction extending to all cases favorable. And in their opinion to the general welfare in the same manner, they have power to pass laws and apply money, providing in any way, any other way for the general welfare. What he's saying is the power of the purse is so powerful. If they can spend money on whatever they want, now all of a the sudden they can buy all the other departments. They can, they can be the judiciary because they'll just buy them out. Sure. And then their separation of powers is gone. So if Congress can spend money on whatever they want. Now, this is the crazy part. Listen to this. Are you ready? If Congress can employ money indefinitely to the general welfare, and they are the sole and supreme judges of the general welfare, they may take care of religion into their own hands. They may take... Uh, they may appoint teachers in every state, county, and parish and pay them out of public treasury, federal funding, right? They may take into their own hands the education of children establishing in like manner schools throughout the Union, common core curriculum, right? They may assume provision for the poor. Mm -hmm. Now remember, James Madison, in this paragraph, is speaking in the sense of an absurdity. Yeah. If you allow them to if do this, this is going to be the reality. This is the extreme reality you should be able to expect. That they will take up provisions for the poor. They may, un may undertake the regulation of all roads other than post roads. In short, everything from the highest object of state legislation down to the most minute object of police would be thrown under the power of Congress for every object I have mentioned would admit the application of money, and it might be called, if Congress so pleased, provisions for the general welfare. Yep, which is pretty much describing America 2019. Well, America for a very long time. Now. Yeah, exactly. And so here, if Nancy's going to open the door, and I have devoted myself to calling her Nancy now because I know it really annoys her, right? So politely, Mrs. Nancy, Mrs. Pelosi. She wants to right? be called Bob or something? No, she wants to be called Honorable Representative, uh, Queen of the Highest, Speaker. High Potentate. I, honor Speaker. Okay. So here, here's what Madison concludes. Are you ready? I venture to declare it as my opinion, Madison speaking, that were the power of Congress to be established in the latitude contended for it, subvert the very foundations and transmute the very nature of limited government established by the people of America, and what inferences might be drawn and or what consequences may ensue from such a step is incumbent upon us all to consider. Amen. So there you go. She's going to start the conversation. If she's going to start the conversation. There you have truth. Truth. There you have truth. ChristianHall.com, LibertyFirstUniversity.com. Truth. You truth. have the truth. Absolutely. So, in fact, uh, make sure you go to LibertyFirstUniversity.com. If you haven't signed up, sign up today. Uh, go to the website. In fact, you can get there from ChrisAnnHall.com uh, if you will. Go to the page, so where we were, chrisannhall.com. You can go here, Liberty First University. Click that, and then there you are, libertyfirstuniversity.com. You can click Enroll. You can even preview the courses. We go have down, videos. Choose your subscription, register, and voila, 
you will be preview the courses enrolled. we have so many courses you can't even possibly there's yeah. no way if you do them properly you will have an entire year's worth of study and we just added six new courses last week JC all right six new 40-minute courses last week and I want to do one more thing before we sign off here today JC because I got a question on social media about um, the uh, I hate names the okay. representative guy who got the phone records. Um, yeah, that guy. That guy, okay? Schiff. Schiff. All right, Schiff. Okay. Schiff versus Nunez. Yeah, Schiff versus Nunez. So Schiff gets Nunez's phone records and publishes them. Somebody asked me, Chris Ann, if Schiff can get Nunez's private phone net records illegally. Should we as American citizens be concerned about our phone records? Yeah, absolutely. I said we should already be concerned. That's been happening since 2001. It's called the Patriot Act. Yep. If there's anything that's happening here today, everything that we're seeing, everything that we're outraged about the denial of due process involving Donald Trump, the, the stealing of his phone records, the demanding of, of, of financial records, all these things tick us off, then we must make sure that we understand this stuff has been happening to Americans for over a decade already. And it continues to be reauthorized through the National Defense Authorization Act, mm -hmm. which funds the troops. And so they put it in there as a Trojan horse because, right. oh my goodness, no one wants to not pay the troops. Yeah, you don't want to be the congressman so that files against the appropriation bill that, right. feed, that, that pays the troops. When in reality, only a small corner of that appropriations bill actually goes to our troops. The majority of it goes to defense contractors. Well, I think that's the end of our All show right. today, JC. I hope everybody's enjoyed it. We've had, I'm, you know, I'm really, uh, let us know in the chat feed how you're enjoying our new format. Uh, let us know if you're getting the notices. JC and I are going to be Monday through Friday. We're going to try to make sure that we're doing at 6 p.m. every day. Um, next week, JC, I will be in Washington, D.C. on Thursday and Friday. So we're going to have to be, uh, figure out how to do, maybe you can Skype me in. Yeah. Because yeah, you've be got great. the control center here. You Skype me in on Thursday. That would so, probably be a whole lot easier. Let's check this. Check some of the Oh, some uh, of the feed before we go. There. I mean, we got like our, some of the loyal guys. David, man, David's always here. Eisender. Uh, Mr. Kramer, I don't think, made it out today. I'm sure he'll, he'll watch, watch later. He'll watch later, yeah. No doubt. But, um, I know yeah, Victor. Yeah, got, I know Victor will watch later, too. So not only uh, Nunez's records, he got... A journalist and the president's attorney. Yeah, so this guy, I mean, and that, again, the subpoena power, it's not like the same as a warrant. Like, if you you need a warrant, you got to have a probable cause. Crime, no, a subpoena you know. is, no, 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 no. A subpoena has the same requirements as a warrant. Okay. So In order to have a legal subpoena, because I've drawn up hundreds of them, you must have an affirmation under oath. There must be documentable, articulable um, uh, probable cause, it must, a, a subpoena must comply with the Fourth Amendment, period. Gotcha. Or it's equivalent in the state constitution. Man, so I'm, I'm a, I had a laugh. I see Brother Hairless. It's like the opposite of 
Oh, but the fuzzy bear. El, el, el pecho peludo. El pecho the peludo. Fuzzy, yes, fuzzy <laughs> bear. Fuzzy bear. Fuzzy Rather bear. Um, yeah, so what can we, what can be done to separate the Trojan horse from the troop spinning? So how do you get that out of NDAA? And we had, there were some representatives at the time trying to fight uh, that to get the, the Yeah, Rand Paul has been huge trying to get this. The problem is, is that this has become such a habit because, um, because these, these bills are not limited to single subjects, right? Yeah. That's how you untangle that. You make sure that these pieces of legislation cannot contain things that are not relevant to the subject matter of the bill. I, and but they then they'll to... just, you know, like the Commerce Clause, well, it's, it's a defense, right? right. National security, but... Yeah. We gotta make it yeah, harder that's, for that's them. True, you just right. have to make it harder for them. Because I think they're trying to push a law like that, that a single subject law restricted mm -hmm. that uh, for the legislation. Right. So it's, and then the other well, thing is Well, but look at that, JC. The they citizen. also passed the bill that said in order to pass a law, you have to be able to justify it Constitution. constitutionally. Go, General Welfare Clause. General Welfare <laughs> Commerce Clause, you know, 14th Amendment, whatever, yeah. right? Right. So you gotta be smarter. Than oh, that. look what Chalice said. Isn't that nice? Chalice, Chalice, a day without Chrisanne is like a day without sunshine. <laughs> Yeah, so they should be absolutely, Isender, they should be absolutely individual pieces of legislation. And uh, so remember, everybody, uh, as you pray, remember for your prayers, uh, our prayers to go to D.C. again. I'm actually going to be involved in another White House briefing Thursday afternoon. I'll be sure to do an update, tell you, uh, I'll try to rem uh, put it up here on YouTube. I'll do an update to tell you what that White House briefing was all about, the same as I did before. Uh, pray that I don't get too cold. Uh, oh. But <laughs> I just I just remembered. So Question. don't oh. forget, I need to correct, I need to correct this from yesterday. Uh, go to, if you go to the uh, Liberty First Gear store, right? Get your t-shirt, you got the gun t-shirts. Uh, the Got Liberty t-shirt, all kind of uh, Liberty gear. Um, but the code, you can get 10% off. It's Liberty 10. Liberty 10. I think I said Liberty, Liberty First, First 10. 10. Yeah. So it's Click Liberty. Click in here, JC, and I'll type it in there. Liberty 10. Chris Ann will type yeah. uh, in the chat. But if you go to the store, you see some of the stuff on there. Okay, you just clicked me off again. Um, oh, yeah, I got to stop clicking. Yeah. <laughs> Discount code. Liberty Okay, 10. click back in there again. I think our mouse is dying. No, I think our keyboard is dying. That too. Oh, so come on. Go to... All right, I don't know. We'll figure it we'll out. just have to do it. Yeah, maybe uh, I'll get in here and do it. All right, so Liberty 10, go to the store, and that'll get you 10% off the gear. Don't forget, you can support the show by texting IMPACT2020 to three three seven 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 and then you'll get a message it'll take you to the support link five bucks you can seriously the show. look at all the amazing improvements we've made already with so don't forget what to you do got. that so help Appreciate us you out guys tuning in and uh take care see you next time